Good morning and welcome to week one of Church for the Harvest Online. We are so glad to have you here with us this morning, tuning in from wherever you're tuning in from. We're going to hear a special message today from Pastor Mike, but before we do that, why don't we jump into a little bit of worship. Oh 
together in service today, I still want to share a few announcements with you. I am ultra thankful that we have the technology to wrap all this together in a video and share with you guys today. First, as our REACH students and all students are out of school right now, we're accepting donations if you'd like to give um, financially a gift card, hygiene products, food items. Kim will be your contact and you can arrange drop off with her. Second, I want to encourage you to pull out your phones or grab your checkbook or however you type. I just want to encourage you to take a moment to do that now. We have the text to give. We have the Alexio app. Also, you can mail your tithe to the church. As we think about this season of not maybe being physically together, I just encourage you to pour in. I love how our church has already come together and we are serving our community and making plans in ways that we can minister, but also financially help those in need. That's all for our quick announcements today. I am eager to grab my cup of coffee, sit down, and listen to this good word from Pastor Mike. Have a great day. Well, good morning, Church for the Harvest family and friends. Here we are, Sunday morning, doing church online. I don't think I've ever have, uh, expected this in my life. Uh, not that church could be online, but you're not here, and I'm here, and you're at home, or somewhere, um, anyhow. Uh, we welcome you. We welcome you to our service here today at Church for the Harvest, and all those that are visiting and tuning in, and thank you. God bless you, and we pray God's blessing over your life. Just a quick information. Uh, uh, you know, we talked about our uh, uh, care team uh, for, uh, uh, as a church, how we can minister better. We're pulling stuff together. We'll have more information as time goes on here, how uh, you can be a blessing and how you can serve and, and, and things that uh, you may have that could bless other people at this time and season. So we'll keep you posted on that. And we want you to know that we have a pastoral care team, uh, that it's not just me, that we have a team of other competent ministers that are there for you. And, and uh, if you have a, a need of prayer or some ministry or there's some real practical things that you need, please let us know as a church. That's what we're here for. We're here for you as a church body. And, and uh, so we just, we just want you to know that. So let's just take a moment and pray. And as we begin, um, I just share what's on my heart for today. Let's pray. Father, we, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for this time. We thank you that we still, as a church, have the ability to, to minister to one another, albeit that we are not in close proximity, we are close in the spirit. Lord, I thank you for all those that have tuned in and, and that are hungry and that are thirsty, the desire to hear from you and your word today. And so I just speak a blessing on each and every person, uh, all those that have tuned in, and I just thank you, Holy Spirit, right now, coming into their rooms, whether it's their bedroom, living room, or wherever they're at right now, and maybe surrounded by a, a laptop or an iPhone or an iPad, and, and, and hearing your word, Holy Spirit, just enter that place right now. Fill it with your spirit, we pray. Give me utterance to declare your heart today in Jesus' mighty name, and all God's people said, amen, amen. You know, I was thinking about this text, and I want to talk to you uh, uh, on Psalms 46, Psalms 46, verses 9 through 11, 
And I titled my message, Lord, speak, I'm listening. Lord, speak, I'm listening. Uh, let me read the verse. The Bible says, God makes wars to cease throughout the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields in the fire. And then it says this, be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations, God says. I will be exalted over the earth. The Lord of hosts, he is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Amen. What a tremendous verse, especially in light of this time and season that we're faced with our nation. You know, life in America is usually lived at a frantic pace, isn't it? Things are so crazy. Things just, our lives are such on high speed, uh, high gear. Uh, we're running here, we're running there, and we're texting, and we're planning meetings here, and, and we really just have no time to just stop and to rest and to just take some time to slow down until now. Now, we are forced to. Now, as a nation as a whole, for the most part, many people are in quarantine and they're forced to stay in their homes and, and, and can't leave and public gatherings and are, are just, uh, they're not existent right now. Strange times. In such a short period, how things have changed so rapidly. Everything has come to a screeching halt and it all happened because of a stupid little virus that had affected so many, many people in such a short time all the way back in China. Amazing, just in a matter of weeks. So we are experiencing unprecedented times, unprecedented times of disappointment and frustration. When I came back uh, uh, from the missions trip, I was kind of thrust in, my wife and I, to, to what's happening, even though we kept, kept uh, uh, you know, with the news and what was going on. And, and I, I just had this sense of uneasiness, not that we couldn't face this challenge, but just that everything was interrupted. The normal routine of our lives was disrupted. And, and uh, you know, I believe God's going to use that for our good as a church body and as the church body as a whole. You know, even though that they are first world problems, all of this disappointment, and even all the necessary precautions that we have to go through, uh, the losses we know that are real and deep, people that have lost lives, this is huge. This is huge for so many people, so many people globally. I find it interesting in this verse that we just read, it says, be still, and that's listed in the Bible seven different times in the Bible. And I thought about that. I said, that's interesting. God says, be still seven times in the Bible. And I thought about, you know, every day of the week, I think that's a word for us for each day of the week, to be still. What is God trying to get across to us? What is the Holy Spirit trying to say? Well, to me, I believe, and I take that to be still, is that I need to be still, or I need to carve out time for the Lord each day, each day. So here we are, we're at home, many of you, you're faced with having to be still. Can't watch your sports live, you can't see what's happening on in the NBA, hockey, and all these things are just, they're cut off and, and, and taken away. And, and some of you even may be struggling with just anxiety and, and frustration. And I get that. I get that. Can't do what you feel you want to do or go where you want to go. And it's frustrating. 
is frustrating. But God says there are times and seasons in our life, and even, I believe we can apply this daily, we need to be still. We need to be still. And so let's talk about that. You know, naturally, I'm kind of not like a casual person. And what I, what I mean by that, I mean, I could be casual, but at times I seem very restless and, and I always have these projects on my mind, what I feel I need to do and accomplish. And, 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 and you know, I don't like to kind of passively sit by and things to do, just let them pile up and pile up. And I like to tackle those jobs, get those things done, and then I feel like I can relax if I handle those things. I, I just don't understand those that have these honey-do lists that are signs of a phone book. I, that would stress me out. I need to get things done, and when they're done, I can kind of file them away, and I can, I can kind of say, okay, now I can pause at this moment and, and, uh, and move on. And I like to fix things, things that are broken. They bother me, and I, that shouldn't be that way. And, and so I like to, if within my power, fix them. And, and then, I, then I feel like I can relax once I, once I get things done. But over the years, I have found and I have learned the hard way, but I learned the truth of the blessing of stilling my soul to hear God. Let me say that again. The blessing of stilling our soul that we may hear from God. That's so important. I want to talk to you about that this morning. Stilling our soul. That's why I believe God says, at least on seven occasions in the Bible that we know of, that he stills our soul to know that he is God. You know, here's the thing. God is constantly speaking, I believe, to each and every one of us. You say, Pastor, I don't hear God. Hang on. A lot of times we miss out on hearing God's message because you know, we, we, we need his guidance and we're, we, you know, we want that, but we only seek him on occasion or in a time of crisis like we're faced with right now. And when we're going through a crisis and we're facing major decisions, and we're like, all right, God, hurry up. I need an answer right now. But we haven't been in the habit or the routine of stealing our soul, putting everything aside, putting it on pause, and hearing from God, training our soul in that. And so what happens is many times when we don't, when we haven't practiced that, that self-discipline practice of stealing our soul, we become confused and frustrated and we really can't hear God. And, and I've been at that place many, many times. And when I sense and feel that pressure, I have this uneasiness with me. And the first thing I think of is not to go on social media and not to drown myself out, but is I have to separate myself. I have to isolate myself and I have to come to a place where I quiet my soul and I have to worship and just read God's word and I have to still my soul that I can hear from him, that I can hear from him, amen. Um, A.W. Tozer said this, he said, it is the nature of God to speak. So what that tells me is that God wants to have fellowship with you and I each and every one of us. It's his nature to speak. And he wants us to hear his voice. He's not playing tricks with us, I don't believe. He's not hiding his voice from us. Now, now usually, though, his voice is something that we have to partner with to hear. It's kind of like finding gold or diamonds. They're typically not on the surface. The most precious ones, the most valuable ones, you got to dig deep. And so, so we want to talk about that. And, and, and so God, he, he, he wants to reveal himself and he wants to speak, especially in this time of crisis. I mean, 
like I said earlier, I don't believe this has surprised God, what's happening in our nation and in the world. And I believe he has something he wants to speak and he wants to deposit in each and every one of our souls right now. I really believe that. Something he wants to give us, even through this message, to impart into your life something spiritual that you can carry with you that'll carry you through this season that when we leave this season, hopefully sooner than later, we can look back and say, you know what? God spoke to me then. God did something in my life. You know, I, I, I wasn't a man or a woman that was a man or woman of his word. I, I wasn't a, a man or a woman of prayer, and I, I've learned the discipline of prayer and all of that. God wants to do so much more in our lives, but we just need to be open to it and be willing and obedient. Amen, church? You know what I think about static uh, back in the 1970s as a kid and. Uh, we have the black and white huge TVs and, and you may be watching a show or something and all of a sudden there would be this announcement that would come on and you never knew it would come on and it would be from the emergency broadcast station. Now I know I'm, I'm dating myself but those of you who are the 50 plus year you know what exactly what I'm talking about. You'll hear this beep this loud alarm, and it'd say something along the line, this is an announcement for the emergency broadcast station, and if there's an emergency, this will come on, and, and then it will just go into static mode. And it was the most obnoxious, annoying, frustrating, kind of a, I don't know if you got that, but, and it was a black and white screen, it was just snow, and it went on for about a minute. Then all of a sudden, it would say, this was a message from the emergency broadcast station. Thank you, goodbye. And you go resume back to your show. And it was just frustrating. It was crazy. And I, and I think about that. I think, you know, static, it muddles and clouds your thinking. And the enemy, hear me, he uses static in our lives. What do you mean, Pastor Mike? Self-talk, cheap advice, societal pressures, uh, he uses the social media. He uses, he uses busy, busyness, that's static in our lives, busyness. And, and all of these things, they, 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 they make us strain to hear God's truth. Friends, it's static. It's static in our lives, and God wants to, uh, uh, us to have that static removed, but we have a part to play to remove that static in our lives. And so if we're not careful... The static that's in our hearts, in our minds, and it, that will make it very, very difficult for us to hear God. So, so for many of us, you know, we, we have, you know, more time on our hands now, and, and moms, and, 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 you know, with, but, you, you know, you deal with the kids and trying to come up with some things, uh, being out of school, and perhaps maybe as, as a husband, you've decided, you know what, my practice, we need to close it for a few weeks, and, and you're just wrestling with all these things, and, and you need answers, and there's a lot of static going on in your mind right now. There's a lot of static in your family. There's a lot of static that's in society. And, and God wants to speak and bring that to be, uh, come to a place of clarity where the scripture says, be still and know that he is God, that you can hear his voice. And if we don't, we don't get to a place where we cannot stop and release and clear that out of our souls, we're not going to be able to hear God. We're not going to be able to know what to do in this moment and in this season to make the right decisions and the right choices. And I also, I want, I want to encourage you too with being kind of confined, you know, as, as many, many families are and, and, and just to not just float and drift. I want you to be intentional, church, in this season. Intentional about your Bible reading. 
Be intentional about prayer. So, well, I don't really pray much. You have some time to pray now. <laughs> and, and, and intentional about, you know what? You're going to develop yourself spiritually. Maybe there's a book you've been meaning to read. You could get up. You could start reading. You could grow yourself at this time. Take advantage of this season. So when you look back, you don't look at it as a, what a waste of time. You can look at it as, you know what? We dug deep. We grew ourselves spiritually. We made best of a very difficult situation with our family. Amen, church? So here's the thing. All this static and confusion in life, it doesn't have to be that way. God is, God is wanting to speak to us. I really believe in this season. God's voice is steady. God's voice is unwavering. But here's the thing. We must quiet ourselves. That means you and I, we must quiet ourselves to hear his voice. That means you might have to shut off the TV, stop Netflix for a while, or your hula, whatever, you know, connection, you know, on social media, and be still. Put on some worship. Let this be a time in your household where not the crazies are going on. Put some worship on. It's amazing what worship will do, even with a house full of children. Try it. I guarantee you how it will affect the atmosphere in your home. If you feel things are getting out of control, put on some worship. Put on some worship as you go about your day and what you do. You know, listening is an important skill. And it's one that is not easy, always easy to find or develop. One of the things as a husband, uh, you know, all husbands we need to lead is learn to, is to listen. To listen and not always having to, you know, come up with an answer while someone's talking, but truly listen. And I'm still learning that. I'm still learning that in my life. And all the men said amen. But, but to really listen, to really listen requires, watch this, patience. It requires effort on our part. You know, the beauty of listening is that without saying a word, Without saying a word, we can communicate to somebody that, that we really care about without even saying anything. Just by our empathy and just by our listening, it communicates so much. It communicates that we are interested in them as a person, and that's key. And so I really believe God wants us in this season to listen to his voice, to listen to now that the, the, the busyness of our life has been come to a screeching halt from millions of people. Let's utilize that. Yes, to say, okay, God, what are you trying to speak? What are you saying to me now for my family? What are you wanting to do? What do you want to develop in us in this season? However long it is. However long it is. So you say, okay, pastor, I'm stopping, I'm listening, but I hear this voice, but how do I, how do I know that's God? It's a great question. It's a great question. One way to know if you're really hearing God's voice is that you need to, number one, Check your receiver. You say, well, what do you mean by that? Checking your receiver. Jeremiah 29, 13 says, and you will seek me and find me. When you search for me, watch this, with all of your heart. Did you get that? We seek God and we will find God when we search for God with all of our heart. Not half-stepping, not half-heartedly, not, hey, God, I give you, you know, a minute or two here and there. I flip you a little here and there of my time. No, he's saying that we pursue God with our whole heart. Well, that's really is a heart issue. And God, for many of us, wants to capture your heart during this season of non-busyness, of confinement in this crisis. I really believe that. You know, I mean, you know, you can't watch television or you know, any, your laptop, if it's not powered on, it has to be powered on, obviously, we, we know that. 
And if it's not, you're not going to hear a thing. You're not going to be connected to those waves that, that you know, uh, uh, allows you to experience to hear something. So how, how do we check our spiritual receiver? How do we get that thing turned on? One, one way to know that your spiritual receiver is turned on is you've got to ask yourself this question. And I just want to kind of challenge you with this question is, do you expect to hear God? Now, if you're coming into this time in this season and you're frustrated because so many things are imposed upon you, you didn't like, and I'm there with you with that, and you can't get out and do the things you want, and, and if, you're, if you have this mindset that, you know what, I've tried that, and, and God's not speaking to me, and, and he speaks to only those religious people, and I can't hear him, and, and right then and there, you're cutting off your source. Say, so what do you mean, Pastor Mike? You're cutting off, and... Even if we don't feel like it, watch this, even if we don't feel like it, God speaks to us. He's speaking. I believe he's speaking even now, but are we tuned in to his voice? Are we so busy, so busy thinking in our mind? So do you expect to hear from him? And so if you are not expecting God to speak to you, you really, I don't believe you turned on your receiver. It's off. It's like your television being off. It's like your iPad being off or your iPhone being off. It's not turned on. So you have to have expectation. You have to believe that God wants to speak to you. Now, let's be clear. God's not going to scream at you, <laughs> as some preachers scream at you, but, but that's not God. He's not going to scream at you, amen. He's not going to yell and, and demand, hey, Pay attention and slap you upside the head. And, you know, some of us, we may need that, but that, that, that's not what God's going to do. Amen. But he's always speaking. Watch this. The Bible says in a still, small voice. Where? In your spirit, man. In your spirit, woman. The Bible says if you receive Christ, you are a new creation. All things have passed away. All things have become new. That new creation, that spirit man, a spirit woman, the spirit of God has come in and resides within you, and you have the spirit of God. And you can hear God. Don't let anything, any voice tell you any different. You can hear from God, especially even now in this season. Amen? So, But you, here's the thing. You have to tune in to God. You have to tune into God. So tuning into God in his channel, his voice, means sometimes you have to tune out other voices in other channels. And once again, going back to that verse, stilling our soul, quieting our soul. You know, it's amazing how some people, if you just sat them down for two minutes, they feel like they got ants in their pants. And I know what that's like. It's like the, 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 the little story about the, the mom and the, 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 the four-year-old kid who's jumping. He's up and down. And the mom said, you know, Tony, will you just sit down? And he didn't want to sit down. And she kept she being firm with him. Sit down, Tony. And so she, she finally grabbed him on the shoulder and put him down on that chair and said, sit. And he said, Mommy. I'm sitting on the outside, but on the inside, I'm still standing up. Well, many, that's like many of us. You know, when God says, I want you to be still, I want you to be still so you can hear my voice, calm down, be still. Many of us, we're just fidgety. We're just fidgety. You know, All right, I didn't hear anything, and we can't still our souls. There's a discipline in that church. I'm, I'm sharing a golden nugget with you. And I feel if anything of this, this COVID-19 crisis and all of the tragedy and fear that it's, if anything, you can gain a golden nugget out of this time where we are forced to, to be in confinement, many of us, and, and this social distancing and all of that, that you could hear God's voice clear and you can come out with a, dis, a spiritual discipline. I've stilled my soul. 
I know how to quiet my soul and hear from God. That would be a miracle. And I'm praying and believing for that. Amen. So, so very quickly, number two, another way that we can describe that we hear God's voice is I would call the inward witness. The inward witness. And so we have to turn on our receiver. We have to be dialed into what God is about in his wavelength and his, his, uh, uh, what he has to say. And that comes from his word. That comes from God's word. It comes through worship. It comes from study. That's what, that's what that comes from. It comes from you know, listening to sermons and messages and growing yourself. And, and that means your receiver is tuned in and you're listening and you're not somewhere else thinking about something else. You're actually tuned in to what God is saying. But also we have that inward witness. When you say, well, what is the inward witness? God does not communicate with us the way we communicate with one another. God communicates with us by his spirit into our spirit man or spirit woman. Say, well, what do you mean? And he, he, he speaks into our spirit man or spirit woman, and he gives us impression. And it's not an audible voice where you can hear that. Uh, it can be, but it's not. It's not. The norm is that he impresses upon your spirit and then, and then in that from your spirit, your mind picks up, hey, this is what I sense God is saying to me in this time and what do you think about this? And, and that's how we learn and how we grow. It's called the inward witness and it's very similar to a thought or a prompting, if I could say it that way. It's very subtle and it requires Closeness. It requires you to be still. It requires you to position yourself and practice hearing his voice by stealing your soul. And, and, and that's, how we, that's how we grow in, in the Lord. And that's how we hear his voice more clearly. And so as I title this message, Lord, speak, I'm listening. That's a positioning of our hearts and our minds and an attitude I believe God wants us to have through this, through this crisis. And so, so here's the thing. The more time you spend with the Lord and the more you practice tuning in to his voice, the more his voice will become more clear. And as Job says, it will become thunderous and marvelous in all ways. Job said that. What an amazing, amazing scripture. So how do we come to the place where we know whether it's you or the Lord is speaking? That's a whole new message. But let me just say this. When we have confidence in knowing that we are hearing God's voice, that, <clears throat> that means that we are united with him. You say, what do you mean, Pastor Mike? I'm going to conclude with this. 1 Corinthians chapter 6. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17 says, but the person, watch this, the person who unites himself with the Lord becomes one spirit with him. Did you get that? The person who unites himself with the Lord. Actually, that means in the Greek, it means to be joined with the Lord, to be in union with the Lord. You know, this doesn't apply to someone if they're not living for God. I mean, if you, you know, you're not living for God and you're not caring about hearing his voice at all and you're not going to hear him, even though he's speaking. And a lot of times we get in situations and circumstances that we brought, it's, it, we induced it by our own decisions, sad to say, and the choices that we've made. And so, so that, 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 we need to be joined to be in union with God. And that goes back to what I said from the beginning, to still our soul. That is a spiritual and a natural 
discipline. I believe God wants to deposit in our church body that we be people when we do come back together publicly, that we come and we come full. We come that we've heard God. And yeah, albeit we all face difficulties and we'll have things we need prayer each week and the church body to minister to each other, but, but we'll come as a healthy church body that we know our God and we hear his voice. Amen? So this applies to whoever seeks God diligently. This applies to, to those of you that you, you desire to fellowship with him and through prayer and through obedience and being obedient to the commands in his word and ready to tune in to what God has to say to you and I. Amen? And so we can have expectation to hear from him. Lord, speak. I'm listening. So as I conclude, I want to pray with you all, but I just want to throw a challenge out there. Perhaps maybe you tuned in and you know, you're just listening for the first time at Church for the Harvest and, and you say, you know, I, I don't really hear from God and, and actually I don't even know if, I don't even know if I know God and, and you do not have that assurance of salvation. The Bible says now is the time. Today is the day. This moment is a perfect time for you to give your life to Christ. You say, well, well what do I have to do? You know, just pray a short prayer. No, it's more than that. It's surrender. It's surrender. It's recognizing and acknowledging that you're a sinner, that you have transgressed God's laws and that you have broken his commandments and that you need him to forgive you and to save you. When we come to that place of brokenness and humility and repentance, we can hear God really, really clearly. If that's you, I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. But before I pray, I'm going to share this brief story that I personally heard recently on a missions trip about a very, he was a very prestigious worship leader uh, from, from a, another country. And he told me, he said, Pastor Mike, uh, they went through a season in my life where I was leading worship, but I lost my voice. I lost my voice totally. I, I couldn't sing. And even though I could play the keys and he was very gifted on a number of instruments, he, he totally lost his voice. And he said, it went on for quite some time. He said, and I had, I had dozens of pastors lay hands on me and pray for me. Please pray that I get my singing voice back. And nothing happened. He said, I said, well, when did it change? When did it turn around? He said, I came to a place, and I want you to listen to this church. I came to a place where I recognized I was a sinner. I was wrong in this certain behavior that I was acting, and I needed to repent to the Lord. He was talking as a believer, as a Christian, and he said, I needed to repent before God how I was acting. And he said, the moment I did that, he said, immediately, as I humbled myself, I stilled my soul. He said, I felt the arms of Jesus hug me, and he said, I got my voice back, just like that. And uh, we heard him worship uh, on this trip, and his beautiful voice, very powerful, beautiful voice. Repentance, humility, those are the things that cause us to hear God's voice. You say, Pastor, pray for me. I want to hear God's voice. I want to get right with God. Bow your head right where you're at. Let me pray for you right where you're at. Father, I just pray for those right now, those that for the first time are coming to you to receive Jesus. I just thank you, Father God, right now, as they cry out to you and repeat after me, say this, say, Jesus, come into my life. Forgive me of my sin. Jesus, I believe you died on the cross 2,000 years ago for me. Jesus, I give you my life. Jesus, take my life. Fill me with your spirit. Give me your wisdom. Help me to still my soul that I may hear your voice. Jesus, I thank you for saving me. I thank you for forgiving me. 
I humble myself before you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer and you meant it, God meant it. And he, 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 his spirit has saved you. You're born again. I want to encourage you to stay connected, church. Stay connected as a church. Let's be a church body that, that uh, stays connected to one another. Once again, text each other. Call each other message each other. If there are needs that, 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 that you know, we don't know of, please let us be aware of and, and, and we'll do all we can to meet those needs. Let's grow stronger in this season of crisis as a church body like never before. And when we come through this, which we all will, in Jesus' name, when we come through this, we are going to be stronger and closer. Even though we're not physically together, we're together in spirit. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen, amen. Thank you, church. God bless you. Stay tuned for more updates and stay connected on our church uh, Facebook page and in the videos that we send out. God bless you. We love you. Thank you so much. 